You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 46. It's time for the spring checklist. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. You know, Steve, it's not quite warm here, but 30s, I guess we're going to take it. It's not spring here, but it, it's, it's spring almost everywhere else, right? <laughs> well, it's spring here. It's just the kind of springs we have. So I don't think we've experienced these temperatures uh, probably since the... I don't know. I think around Halloween, actually, we went up to the lake and there was already ice on it. So it's been a while. We still got snow on the ground. It's it's melting. But uh, as I've told you, um, living in Wyoming for over 20 years, we always get the big one in April or a big one. Yeah, so. more snow. And, I, <laughs> and people in this area have said that it snowed in August. And I remember one time in Park City in Utah, it snowed in July. Yeah. So I'm not shocked that this is. Well, it's snowed snow. here since we've lived here. In this town, it remember it snowed in June. Yeah, it's terrible. It just yeah, it's terrible. Just, but you know, it keeps um, it keeps the uh, how should I word it? The weak people away. I eat the city people away. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the spring checklist. Where do people start? So uh, as far as the spring checklist. If you do sign up for our emails, um, we will we send one out with this same checklist on it. Um, but you know, we've we've talked about this before. Pick a time. Let's just say you have um, a child or your spouse that has a birthday in April. Just pick that birthday and just every year after that or that weekend before it or after it, you're going to start your your checklist. And I guess my point is is have a, a life event that, that you kind of do it around, you know, kind of like we talk about Memorial Day, Labor Day. Um, 
spring forward, fall behind as far as the clocks. That's when you should change your batteries. But if you if you have a, an event that you always do this around, you'll always remember. And if you're on our email list, you'll you'll get it. But obviously, so you want to start on the exterior. And like I said, all of our snow hasn't melted yet. But, but you can see, if you go outside and walk around, and this might be a different time of year for everybody, go see where the water's pooling. Make sure there's no water pooling next to the home. Um, obviously you want to check your siding, make sure that, you know, the paint all looks good. If there's a place, you know, if you do get snow, snow will usually drift. Um, around here would be on the northwest corner, just because of the way the winds are. But if there's a section of your home that snow always builds up really high, make sure, you know, now that it's melted, that it didn't do any damage to the siding. Um, also another important component outside would be your roof. Uh, if you're scared to get up on a roof, Hopefully you have binoculars. Just check your roof with binoculars and make sure that uh, there's no missing shingles or anything. The flashing looks good. Now you're going to kind of have to get up on the roof. Not necessarily, but put a ladder up against the gutters. Make sure your rain gutters are draining properly too. So a, lo a lot of this, it, it sounds like it. spring checklist is really good in areas that have all four seasons. But what about places like California or Florida that don't necessarily deal with snow. How is their spring checklist different? So they, you know, obviously they still have seasons and it gets a little colder. Maybe they get a little more rain or, you know, maybe it's drier. You know, their checklist would be as far as different for them. You know, they would, they would focus more on things like maybe a sump pump on the exterior, looking at the hard surfaces for cracks, when we say hard surfaces, we're talking about like your driveway, brick, grout, sidewalk, stuff like that. That reminds me of your Udemy DIY home inspection course that's coming out. Right. Yep. Yep. It's uh, If you go to Udemy, um, we actually have a few that uh, we're working on. So they're fairly inexpensive, very educational. But yeah, we have we have Udemy courses somehow. I, uh, I got suckered into that. So. <laughs> well, you know, we covered hard surfaces in the DIY home inspection course. So yeah. hard surfaces include what? Like I said, the driveway, sidewalks, things like that. You know, check. What we want to be checking is for like flaking, which when we say flaking, we're talking flat work. So when we say flat work, that's stuff like a sidewalk in a driveway. Okay. A foundation's not flat work. Um, but you're checking for cracks. If there's any cracks, make sure you seal those up. Flaking. More or less what it is, is the aggregate. So in concrete, you obviously have your cream and then you have your aggregate, which is your rocks. Well, if it's not finished properly, um, <laughs> this brings back my concrete days. But if, if, um, they didn't finish it properly and, and they brought too much cream to the top of that concrete, over time, it's going to start flaking. Um, and so it just, it kind of starts looking pitted and there's loose granules on top of it. That can happen too if it's not sealed. So, so with your hard surfaces, just make sure that it, they're sealed. They're not settling. Um, your foundation, you shouldn't have any issues in, in places like California and, and Florida as far as you'll have issues. But when I talk about issues like around here, we have issues, what we call the freeze-thaw effect. So when something freezes, it expands. Um, it puts pressure against your concrete. And then when it thaws, it shrinks. So, so yeah, check those things. Like, you know, in California and Florida... You know, you know where you live, what you need to be looking for. If you live like in a humid place, you know, walk around and make sure, you know, there's not algae or anything growing on your siding, do things like that. So it still pertains to, to states that necessarily aren't 
like Wyoming. So what are the common things in a spring checklist that we're looking at no matter where you live? So most common going to the exterior um, would be your hard surfaces cracking. Uh, make sure that all your siding looks good. It's intact. There's not, you know, if you have a wood siding, make sure it doesn't need paint. Make sure your gutters are draining properly. When we talk about gutters, make sure you have downspout extensions. So those of you that don't know what that is, you have your rain gutter that's up at the roof on the eaves. Then you have your downspout that comes down. And then an extension should be installed on that because that downspout terminates right there by the home. So you put an extension on there and there's all sorts of ways. Some and does people, it look like a J? No, that's the downspout oh, itself. The downspout itself is the J. Yeah. The ex- What's the extension? The extension sometimes people put, which I don't really recommend, they put that little, they call it a splash block. Okay. It's just that little concrete thing they put there okay. to get the water away. Um, there's many, many ways you can deal with that. Um, newer homes, not around here. We don't have codes around here. Wyoming needs to get on board with all that, but... A lot of municipalities nowadays, you don't even have a downspout extension. You actually have a, it's a pipe. It, it drains right into a pipe and that pipe goes to the gutters. Okay. Or no, sorry, the, the, the road gutters. Okay. Or into your storm drain system. Okay. So. That way you have no issues. Yep, exactly. But you can buy all sorts of things. There's, I remember one time I tried, uh, these little like, like a, not really rubber, but like a plastic, component that you hook on it and it, it rolls it's rolled up until enough water hit, puts pressure on it and then it rolls out but but either way just make sure you're getting the water at least six feet away from the foundation okay. so on the exterior that'd probably be all the major things and then what about the interior for your spring checklist so we talked about um a couple weeks ago as far as smoke and rate or uh not radon um carbon monoxide detectors if you didn't change your batteries of daylight savings, um, change the batteries in uh, all of those. One thing that most people don't pay attention to, so, and I know for us, underneath our sink, like, how often do you get under there and run the sink water and make sure there's no leaks? Not at all. <laughs> so, so it's probably a good time to make sure, you know, underneath your sinks, make sure that there's nothing leaking because we, t- we talked about that um, as far as, you know, if you had an insurance claim and you had a minor leak and they determined that it was negligence, they're not going to cover that. So, so check for things, you know, your, your, your plumbing fixtures. So check your, your water heater. Um, you know, a water heater has different components and we actually kind of cover that in one of the courses on Udemy, but make sure the main thing you can do as a homeowner is like, look at the bottom of it, make sure there's no rusting around the bottom. Um, look at the, the actual fittings on it, make sure there's no minor leaks or anything like that. So that's, you know, for, as far as the plumbing area, that's probably the main areas of concern. Also, um, your walls and ceilings. So, you know, I'm kind of looking around in our office and you can see some cracking up there. And from, from what you're seeing, that's probably normal, right? Yeah. Just a little sure. crack where the wall hits the ceiling check your walls and make sure that there's no abnormal cracking for the most part you're going to have cracking especially in areas like this where you have the freeze thaw um the 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 crack might get a little bigger certain time of the year it gets a little smaller the other time of the year as long as it's consistent it's not a concern um another area that you really should check for cracking is like above doors and windows 
and make sure that there's not a crack like going from the top of the window up to the ceiling. Yeah. Stuff like that. So would you recommend that people do their own um, their own spring sort of checklist or do they hire people to do that? I wouldn't. I, I personally, I, you know, I think that all of our listeners are probably fully capable of doing it. Okay. I, I don't think there's a reason to hire anybody. Um, it's no different than some of our courses on Udemy. They're designed so that you can do an inspection and then determine whether you need to bring in a specialist. So, you know, yeah, if, if you see missing shingles and your husband or your wife doesn't want to get up there and do it, then you, you need to call a plumber. But as far as paying somebody, I wouldn't recommend it. And I mean, we all like saving our money. So this is just something to do that's routine. And, and the purpose obviously behind it is to catch any potential mold concerns before they happen, you know, and, this isn't just about mold. I mean, this is structural concerns and it's the overall overall health of your home. And do you think that, I mean, because I think a lot of people do these spring and fall checks, but they don't document the results right. of the checks. Would you suggest people journal like what, when I went to the roof, here's what it looked like, take pictures. What do you suggest in terms of yeah, documentation? Yeah, so that, that actually is a good question because I know not all of us have great memories, but when it comes to stuff like that, you know, I know I... Oh yeah, it was like that last year, but it never hurts. I say a spreadsheet hesitantly because I have no clue. You create them and then I tell you that I'm not going to mess with them because I'm scared I'm going to mess them up. <laughs> so it's easier for me to just use a Word document. And if you don't want to use that, use, you know, I don't know about, I have an iPhone. So I know on iPhones you have the notes, it's mm-hmm. an app in there, but I, I would imagine all the other phones have that. Just p- keep it in there and just, you know, or write it down, write it down in a notebook, have a, have your, you know, home maintenance journal. And I, I didn't really think about that, but that is, it's a great thing, whether it, if, if things are acceptable or not, just write it down that way, you know. So when you do bring in a specialist, like someone like me, you can go, yeah, I've been having this issue for eight years and it slowly has gotten worse and worse. That way, you know, that way it helps us out as far as specialists. Well, and I think the notes app for iPhones is really good because you can insert a picture and then you can write some words below it. You can put the date, so you can put. Oh, I didn't pictures. even know you could do pictures. And you can do that on Evernote too, so you can use an app to keep all of this information without feeling like you have to create a spreadsheet. Right. Okay. There you go. Because you're 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 the technical side of everything, and I have no clue how to do that kind of stuff. So, like I said, I'm kind of a Word document guy because it's easy. And Word and Word is just as good. It's I think it's, you know, some people will do these things, but then until a problem comes up that they need fixed, they don't think to document. And I think right. your message is document, document, document. Right. And and the, that's the thing, too, is is I want I want our listeners to know when there is an issue. Like, if you have a, a leaking sink underneath, you know, underneath the sink itself. You don't wait five, six years until there's a mold problem. So, you know, we want to make sure that our listeners and our clients know, hey, if, you know, if it's a, a moisture issue, you guys need to have it addressed. And it, you know, it's it's never a bad idea, you know, to if, if you think you have a structural concern with your foundation, call in a, a structural engineer. Or a contractor, maybe you have a buddy that's a contractor and won't charge you. Have them come look at it. And if you don't like what they're telling you, then shoot me an email and ask me, hey, but does this look right? 
And I can tell you, yeah, no, it's, that's not right. Yeah. And, and as a final thought, I think that's some of the power that comes with the courses that you're creating for Udemy. You give visual representations and pictures and you teach what to look for. You know, how big of a crack before you are concerned about the crack in a hallway or in a doorway or what have you. And so your courses on Udemy are going to go a long way in helping right. our listeners really see what you're talking about, but then also do something about it. Right. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we've been in the process of more or less, you know, trying to digitize our company and it's, it's been working great, but I never, I remember you told me, you're like, Oh, you're such a great teacher. You should do this, this, and this. And the Udemy, I pushed back for a long time. Finally, you got me to, like, I had no problems writing all the content. And I think a lot of it, honestly, is just my lack of abilities to do slide decks and stuff like that. But, you know, even this podcast, it, it I kept giving you pushback and pushback. And, you know, it's never a bad idea to get somebody involved that knows what they're they're talking about. Not, not just, a, you know, you don't just call a restoration company because you think you have a mold issue because they're going to want you to have a mold issue. We're, I, tr I try to, that's how I differenti differentiate myself from other companies. Like, I want to figure out what the problem is. I don't want to just jump to mitigation. So, Well, and I also think you educate your clients so that they have the knowledge they need right. to move forward and, with whatever's yeah. going on. And they can teach their kids or their friends or siblings or parents or whoever. So, Because at the end of the day... It always goes back to what we talk about with mold. It's the lack of awareness. It just, I hope in our lifetime we can convince, you know, our government officials at state levels, um, federal levels that, that, hey, this is an issue. That's why my first book is called The Mold Epidemic. Exactly. So final thought on spring checklist. What's the takeaway? So something actually that you brought up that, you know, I didn't really think about. Make sure you go through the things that we just talked about. But make sure you're you're putting that information somewhere, whether you're handwriting it or obviously the best way to do it's on an app because it's safe to the cloud and everything's good. So make sure you're doing the, the spring checklist and you're documenting, you know, any anything that's wrong. And if all the walls look good in the house, just put walls acceptable. Awesome. There you have it from the expert. All right, everybody, we will catch you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.